Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Reading Minds and Solving Crimes. This is a podcast between three close friends where you watch episodes of The Mentalist, the hit TV show, the CBI TV show. Oh, well, CBI, CBS TV show, The Mentalist. I'll see you in the outtake. A CBS show about the CBI talking about The Mentalist. Do you mean a CBS show about, it. about the CBI? Yeah, I think I said, said it at some point there. It's, all right. it, it all flipped together there. Just merge that all together. <laughs> Joining me, as always, we have Chris Sacco. I'm not even going to try to top that. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> and Scott Lee. I love that the most nervous I ever see you is when you're trying to do that intro. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Just It's just the anticipation. <laughs> My because I'm like trying to say something and then my mind's like, oh, you should add this in, and then there's like no way. (laughs) There's no like way that I can do that in in like a smooth way, (laughs) so it just ends up all jarbled. To give the listeners like a peek behind the curtain of this podcast, we do this on video so we can look at each other while we're talking, and every time. Every time a big's getting ready to do the intro, he's starting to break. He's like craning his neck around, stretching out, getting ready, shaking it out. It's amazing. It's my favorite. Oh, you got to do the pre-prep. And that's how we get another flawless introduction. <laughs> Every time, dude. It's like Every butter. Time. Can't miss. It's like Ooh. butter. Batting a thousand over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. how's, how's the week been, you guys? Week Did you guys get good. that insane fucking uh, rainstorm? Yeah, it was it was storm storm? for like a yeah. minute. For like a minute. Yeah, it happened it when insane. I was at the golf course, but yeah. Oh, so it, I didn't have any today, I don't think. It was, mine was like yesterday at like six o'clock. It was like for five minutes. It was fucking like a monsoon. And I felt really bad because I was like, okay, this is really cool. I could like look out the window and there was just this one family that was stuck out there. Like oh, moving, no. moving all of their prized possessions and then it ended. <laughs> it, just, it was just one of those. It was like a family of like five and like these kids are having a blast, but the parents were like, this is the worst thing. You actually see see the kids floating down like the gutter, like streaming. <laughs> and like I, was, I felt bad. Like, I mean, obviously I can't help, help like, them in this situation. Situation, but it's like even worse because if they look up and see, like, why is this guy just staring at us like this? Hello, yeah, family. You, you should just look down and be like, I see what's happening and <laughs> I feel it. I understand your play. I mean, I guess I'm very warm and, and dry here, but but you look uh, like the opposite of that. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get rain yesterday. We got we got a little thunder that ripped through. I don't know, maybe like a half an hour ago. I was trying to grill food and it kept raining on me. It was terrible. How was the fourth? Did you guys do anything good? I, <laughs> I got, right. I've been getting back into MMOs. That's been oh, my baby. <laughs> That's where you've been. That explains a lot. Uh, Final Fantasy? And wow, yeah. I'm doing oh, dabbling in The double whammy. Wow. Wow. Gotta grind them out. That's always good. <laughs> you just set it up so you could play it. You could grind both at the same time. Two well, PCs. <laughs> so I guess right now there's like been a mass exodus of people going to Final Fantasy. Um, so it's been like a good time because there's just like a ton of new people. Co Carnage is playing through it. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, a big, yeah. a lot of big streamers are like switching over there. 
And there's some, like, hilarious clips of them. Like, there's one. There's this one particular streamer. Um, his name is Asmogold. And he's, he's like, the biggest WoW streamer on Twitch. And he, he he finally, like, switched over to play some Final Fantasy fourteen, Made a character. Got into the world. And when you first make a character and go into the world, you're, you're still not actually in the world. You're, like, an instanced version of the world where you can, like, basically do a tutorial. So he did that for like five to ten minutes, and then he like got to the end of it, and then it's like, okay, like here, now click this button and you'll go into the world. Except when he clicked it, it said the world is full. <laughs> Try again later. We can't get you in here. Oh no. <laughs> and and because it's like this like instance tutorial world, he couldn't leave it either. Like he couldn't like just yeah, run outside. It, wouldn't save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would just go back. It would like it physically wouldn't let him. So he's like, Am I just in limbo now? <laughs> like yeah. what do I do? It took him like a few minutes. He finally he finally got into the real world and just like it felt like his monitor exploded with the sheer amount of people that were just there. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty incredible. It just it was yeah. Everyone waiting for him. <laughs> and like they're all casting abilities and stuff, so it's just this giant like smorgasbord of nonsense going on. Excellent. <laughs> wow. Well, well. Nice. My dogs ran into my dad's neighbor's house. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Did you have to go we, on a fucking like so expedition de- to get it back or <clears throat> Yeah, we decided to we decided to let Max and Sonny have a little bit of freedom. Um so we went out in the backyard and we let them off the leash. And we did it at night first and they like they were fine. They just kind of ran around in the backyard. We had bags of treats, so if they tried to like explore too far, I'd be like you guys want a treat, they'd come back. Great. So the next day, it was beautiful out. And I was outside just like we were just out kind of hanging out. So I let the dogs run around in the back. And in my dad's backyard, there's like it's pretty secluded. But from certain spots, you can see the street. And so I saw Sonny get like his interest got peaked and he started running towards the front of like Sonny. And he stopped and he looked at me and then he looked back at the street and I looked up and the neighbor across the street. Who's this? It's this elderly couple it's like an 81 an 82 year old guy and woman and they live with their with their daughter who's probably like 65 or so and they have this adorable golden lab named diesel who's just (laughs) this big beast of a dog who's the sweetest dog in the world and so she's walking with a kayak and diesel and diesel's just like bopping along behind her she's pulling the kayak along from the beach and sunny sprints so Max sprints and I'm like, oh Jesus. So I run around the side of the house. Max is playing with Diesel. Sonny's barking at Diesel. Diesel's like, oh my God, friends. And then Max runs into their home. Have, wait, was, have, have they interacted with Diesel before or was this nope, the first interaction? This is the, okay. this is the, first, this interaction. Is the first interaction. So Sonny's being an ass because Sonny's an ass with other dogs. <laughs> Max was like, okay, whatever. But he runs in their house and is just sniffing around. And the older woman was sitting on the deck. She's laughing her ass off. <laughs> and Sarah's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. So she runs in, gets the dog. It was a calamity, but I was it was pretty funny. <laughs> Stupid dogs. <laughs> it was it was. But then there was a third dog, which during all of this, went in and stole the jewelry and got just out. Took all the ju- heist. This is and it. Then, and then mauled that old lady. <laughs> <laughs> the lady got wrecked. It's the perfect crime, baby. It's, it's sad. She's such a sweet Pinned old lady. Pinned it on Max. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Max they, is the one you blame it on. They all put on their sunglasses and fucking cast off into into free yeah. water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, that was fun. Oh, yeah, was a good yeah. weekend. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. Did you anyone look at like fireworks or? I, feel, I don't even think I, I heard only heard. I only heard them, yeah. Uh-oh. I didn't actually see any. We saw some. We went out on the boat, and we saw some on the lake. It was pretty cool. There's some guy that had a ska band. They like they rented a ska band or like hired a ska band and just had like that a... Mu- ra- that must be cheap. It was, It was. yeah, I don't know how expensive it was. Are you sure they rented a- it, or they were just like, we don't allow them to play? <laughs> it could have been that. We'll, we'll provide paper plates and cups. No food. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else was, threw us out. They can't throw us out if we're on the water. <laughs> it was this is, like this is God's country. Here. <laughs> they were having they were having a party with this ska band, and we were driving. I'm like, I think that's a live band. And Sarah's like, No. I'm like, No. We got to get a little closer. So my dad drove a little bit closer. It's pitch black on the lake because it was like ten <laughs> o'clock. I was like, nope, that's a live band. They were all right. It was okay. And, and then thud right over the top of the trumpet player. <laughs> if, if you had enough drinks in you, it would have been all right. I right? bet they're probably fine. I bet the, they're... The, the, the I'm sure we that, have a lot of ska fans for <laughs> not disparaging ska. The, the classic ska mentalist demographic. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a couple time travelers from 2002 that are currently listening right now. Nothing wrong with some of that, you know. Bring them back. Bring them back, ska. Some I real bet, big fish. I bet anyone that's still doing ska are are probably fantastic now. Because like, how could you well, not be apparent, exactly? I mean, were the people you listening to, were they fantastic? They I were, bet there's they, some Sky I liked. <laughs> Sky's like such yeah. a, a weird nebulous term now. That, like, I, I, I don't even know because it's like, Sky's what like, is Sky exactly? Sky's upbeat trumpet, upbeat, bra- upbeat brass music. Driving brass music is what I would call it as. Oh, okay. So trumpet, never, trumpet, never mind. The big doesn't like okay. that. Okay. No, no. I just, I thought it was like almost like a version of like punk but like less it's, rock maybe it's sort of a version of punk but less like less edgy i feel like it's closer to hmm. polka <laughs> i actually don't disagree with that it's yeah. it's a I feel brass like it's, it's a very it's a brass niche. polka yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good i actually oh. like scott it just, it kind of makes I didn't me mean that this. as insulting i actually no. probably <laughs> like polka better than scott <laughs> <laughs> that he meant to be insulting <laughs> <laughs> that I did mean. It's that rude. was the insult. All right, That's well, rude. We go, let's get the sky the sky players to rise up and yeah. hit us up in the mentions. Where can they call it or <laughs> reach out to us? Don't call us if you if you wanna if you wanna give us your recommendations for the best ska bands of 2021. Play us a can, demo. Yeah, play, send us your demo tapes at at Minds Crimes, or if you want to send us the whole EP, you can send it to us at itsmindcrimes at gmail.com. <laughs> maybe we maybe we can get a new Scott intro for the podcast. <laughs> oh boy, that'd be kind of. I mean, cool. those licensing fees can't be that expensive. <laughs> no, they're gi- they're giving that away. Uh, and uh, if people want to follow along and watch the show, where can they find it, uh, Scott? Uh, they probably don't even need to because our podcast is so good that they can just <laughs> listen to it. But if you were forced to at gunpoint. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. 
So this this episode we're going to talk about uh, season two, episode three, which is Red Badge, and episode four, which is Red Menace. Uh, what do you guys think of these episodes? I I thought they were cool. Um, episode three, I was I, I was sort of interested because we got that email from the listener, the Wandering Sheep, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, and I was curious to see what was going on. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I liked the insane Lisbon. I liked I liked the uh, the whole trick and trick and the shrink. I she, thought she that did was some, neat. She had some real good acting chops in that episode. She, yeah, I thought I thought she did a real real good job at that. Um, episode uh, episode four, Red Menace. It was fine. Like I think that was another one. I like I liked the motorcycle gang stuff. Like that was kind of <laughs> cool. But again, it was one of those. It was one of those ones that felt like the doldrums of the season, like our beginning, you know, to me. <laughs> I anyways. feel like what what episode four reminded me of was that they love the idea of having gangs and like mafioso people, but they just they can't, they're like, we can't keep putting mafia in our episodes. So like, let's like try and like change the color a little bit. <laughs> like, ooh, it's Russian gangs this time or ooh. We got biker mo- gang, motorcycle gang, but they're all like basically the same entity, which is like <laughs> like yeah. seedy underbelly organization that, that's above the law. Yeah. <laughs> also, wh- where was that actor from? Van? He so- he looked super familiar. He's talking about from episode four. Yeah. Uh, Van? he's he's in Supernatural. He maybe plays, that's where he I saw plays, him. He plays Satan. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe that's where I saw him. Like he's like a recurring character. The lead the head, biker. You're talking about the head biker guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he play he plays the devil. I mean, he plays okay Satan in right. Supernatural. Maybe, and I think he's. I want to say he's also been in like some like biker show Wait. or something. Wait, he was is in he, the Big Lebowski. He was is in, he in Lost One Tree as well. Hill. Is he in One Tree Hill? In, he was Jacob in Lost. He was also in The Big Lebowski. Who is he in The Big Lebowski? I don't know. Mark Pellegrino is the actor's name. Oh, is he one of like the guys that stole the rug? I think he was. That rug tied the whole room together. <laughs> he was in Supernatural. 13 oh, Reasons never, Why. No. I, I probably just mixed him up with the other guy. But yeah, no, I think I, think I liked... Uh, episode three, yeah. See, it was it was pretty good. I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was mostly good. What do you think, Scott? <laughs> I think episode three for me was like pretty close to what, the bomb episode. Yeah. In that, in that, it was like a very much a departure from the typical storyline that they have. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed it because of that. And then episode four I thought was good news, but that was like their classic formula of like <laughs> who done it, couple rogue characters that are made to look extremely suspicious, and then it's it's the it's the sun. The audacity the of some of these characters the now. Sun. I gotta say. Yeah. Alright, so let's start with uh let's start with episode three. So uh what? well let's mix it up. Let's start with episode four. <laughs> no, dude, that's a, what are you crazy? There are rules and regulations, all right? <laughs> so so this episode it starts with uh we uh, this is 
what was interesting is this is the first time I feel like we've gotten like a segue, like because the therapist was introduced in episode two. Yeah. It's the and first like, multi-episode killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is kind of neat. Like it makes me like right. So they're is, like trying some new things, you know. Which is sad that he went down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> yeah, this guy got this guy got dunked on. <laughs> it's also like he gave me okay. <laughs> He had the same, I got the same vibes from like Departed that I was from him, where it's like very similar. Like, it's like a cop that like got in trouble, and like now the therapist is like there at work and helping on him. But like in Departed, it was really creepy because she ended up sleeping with her. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. And in this one, he's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, listen, guys, like a. We, I do therapy. Therapy can be good sometimes. Yeah, no, okay. if they're not drugging, if they're not drugging you, they're taking sexual advantage of you. There's only two options there. It's you know, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I guess it's the, fine. The third subclass is framing you for murder. Sometimes, sometimes you get you get multiple. You can get both. You can get both. <laughs> but but for now, anyway, this guy is uh, he's doing a lot of the same things where he's like, there's like the they give each other the silent treatment, um, and he 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 just is basically trying to like get a little bit more into the mind of Lisbon, um, and like he kind of alludes to the fact that hey, like so you have like a dead mother, you have an abusive dad. I don't think Lisbon says that, right? I think it's no. He does. He, he does. Yeah. And he like recapped like, her life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He also he also gives away the go- goes like immediately too because she, she Jay, uh Lisbon I think says like you clear Jane like after one week and then he <laughs> says well he's in good mental health and yeah. she's like, also like yeah. <laughs> I am out of here. This is garbage. You haven't solved, or you haven't done one <laughs> thing in your life, you goddamn quack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, in the middle of this, uh, she gets a call and kind of leaves the appointment. And then it's the CBI crew got a tip. Uh, and, like, was this, like, just, like, right down the street? It felt like it was, like, oh, it's just, like, right here. Or did they actually yeah, like, go off? Yeah, it was only a couple was, blocks. It was yeah, a couple nearby. blocks away. Yeah, um, and they got a tip that there was like a either like a body or like some something bad happened. So they're kind of like searching through, um, and it's it's Cho Lisbon or no Cho Rigsby and uh, Van Pelt that are like, all right, who's going to the dumpster? <laughs> and Van Pelt's like, I I did it last week. Y'all fuckers, take care of that mm-hmm. one. Uh, <laughs> There's a there's a good there's a very em- empathetic uh, yes by Rigsby when he wins versus Joe he's like yeah. hell yeah <laughs> like I'm not I'm not dumpster diving today baby also who only does one rocks paper scissors it's always two out of three it's, it's always, two, always out three. two out of three otherwise is that, true? Is that a rule otherwise it's just random chance <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but you got always two out of three but the, you have to establish that beforehand right you can't you can't no, lose I, the first I, one I, and then be like it's two out of three i no, feel like, like the established rule is two out of three yeah you have to establish if it's only one only one yeah i think you have to say i think if you don't say anything no 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 that's incorrect that's crazy that official is, that's like, say, that's like saying the default basketball game is one quarter. <laughs> no, no. Like, I feel like you have to, if you have to be upfront about that part, right? 
<laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe that's crazy. You should take you're taking the L on this one. <laughs> Hold on. Little I'm Rochambeau. Try, I'm trying well, to find the official rules of well, rock Cho- paper. Well, Choi are normal human beings that do it one time. <laughs> They're yeah. not. They're <laughs> lunatics. And Choic I'm, I'm assume, lost I'm like the a other two out of three was cut for time. <laughs> yeah. So, could so be. he's he's jumping through the dumpster. Meanwhile, Lisbon and Jane are like notice these these ants that are kind of like scurrying off somewhere. So he, they follow the ants and get to this. Um, like garage door or like something there where they, they open that up and all of a sudden they find a dead body. Uh, what's different this time is that Lisbon knows the, uh, the dead body this time and kind of has like, t- is like taken aback for a second. Um, and <laughs> it like has like this weird look in her face, but then immediately is like, all right, guys, let's go for some donuts. Who wants some donuts? And just like strolls off. Super really want, weird. You want another fun ant fact? Because Jane brings up a fun ant fact. Yeah, what the, we got? So in in a world where we where humans have to fight ants, do you know how many ants it is per person? Oh, it's got to be a fuckload of ants. You um, got a, bi- a big. You got to fight. You got to fight one point six million ants <laughs> per per person. <laughs> per gotta... person, you single handedly have to take down. 1.6 million ants. Are they little? Are they like? Are they order? They little bitch ants, or are they like yeah, those bullet ants? You're gonna get a mixture. It's a uh. it's a mix mix. Unless you want to send one guy against 1.6 million bullet ants, because he's not making it out. Yeah, <laughs> but you gotta you gotta call the herd. You gotta kill no. all the little ones. Well, I think I think someone's gotta. If we're gonna win, someone has to clean up whatever's left. You know what I'm saying? I feel True. like the ants are fucking. The ants should be sending off more on like high priority targets. If they're sending one point six million after me, like, all right, how many ants can the rock take? Let's start there. <laughs> I don't know if there are enough ants to be. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I think the rock can easily handle the ants of the world. <laughs> I'll I I'd pay to see that. I mean, it would be, be a long fight. There's a lot of ants. Rock the ants. I'm in. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, this guy's William McDear. He's a serial rapist. <laughs> and, a, and, and a pedophile. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's a big old pedo. Uh, what? What's the next scene? What we got? <laughs> anyway. Uh, isn't this when, um, when Jane... Goes back... Jane and her are doing the breathing exercise. And he, he like, gets the $20 bill. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. What happens here? So they're sitting in... I think it's uh, Lisbon's office. It's Jane and Lisbon. And Jane's trying to get Lisbon to calm down. So they're like... They are ha- they have their eyes closed. They're doing this breathing ex- exercise. And there's a bunch of mugs in front of them. Um, and he's he's like... Now you have to start saying... 20th century presidents or something. She's saying the presidents. Uh, and there's something hiding under one of the mugs. And he's like, concentrate. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> and he find like... He looks down, he picks it up, and there's a $20 bill under the mug. And she's like, bullshit, you don't know how to read minds. He goes, I could do this all day, baby. And, like, gives her the $20 <laughs> bill back. Um, I think he also asks about, like, how he knows Bosco, and she doesn't say anything, which I think is funny because later on, there's some weird... Out, yeah. Bo- yeah, there's some weird Bosco tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, outside of that, they're... they're they find out that Lisbon, they start reading more about Lisbon and this guy, McTeer, because she, before she was like an agent at the CBI, 
put this guy away for being a pedophile. She's a little so bit of a hot shot at the time. Yeah, yeah, she's you know that up and coming copper putting away all the bad guys and mm-hmm. so the team's like reading all these stories and like hero Teresa agent like this is so cool you're like a superhero and she's like all pissed about it they also find out that her supervisor was Bosco yeah. so that so now they're all starting to figure out like okay we get it now we're figuring it out um, so they're the, the first hunch that they lead him on is to find one of the fathers of one of the girls that McTeer raped because when the guy went to jail his he's on the record as saying as soon as he gets out of jail I'm gonna kill him myself <laughs> that so motherfucker's like, good as dead yeah so that's that's something um, <laughs> and then Jane and Van Pelt which is was super weird they go talk to McTeer's girlfriend I one of the things I appreciated is that it is very clear during that whole scene that like Jade spent a good deal of time researching all about Lisbon after that initial like run in with the victim because like he he like would interrupt people to give them like a like like the, he's like the know it all like I know the all this correction it's, yeah. it's because it's like it's not that he's doing it as like ooh I'm predicting stuff it's like very clear that he's doing it as I read up on all of this like I have the names of these people like I have the backstory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so they go they go talk to uh this woman. Do they ever even say her name? I just got it as victim's girlfriend. I'm sure yeah. fiance. Yeah, Tanya? it was fiance. Tanya. It was Tanya? Tanya. Okay. So they go talk to Tanya and you sort of feel bad for Tanya. Tanya has a small uh child, a young girl. A small humanoid yeah. <laughs> in her care. Yeah, um, and so this young girl, Emily, uh, is basically being groomed to be molested by this McTeer guy who um, Jane and Jane and Van Pelt kind of break it to Tanya that like, hey, your fiance was like a total creepazoid and he was basically preparing to molest your daughter. He's a and, good man, Sacco. He's yeah, a good man. And the whole time she's trying to defend him, and then like the single tear as they leave the house, they're like, "Nah, he sucks." And then they leave, and she's crying, and like you sort of feel bad for the lady. You, you definitely feel bad for the lady, but also like, what are you doing? Um, the other thing that happens there is that there's kind of a weird interaction with Tanya's brother, who just like pops she's out there, out of nowhere. Yeah. Hey He's guys. Fixed- yeah, he's fixing the sink, and he just like kind of boop. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm here fixing the sink. Playing like, the classic <laughs> moron. Yeah, and he's like seems like a nice guy. Who later on he's he's implicated in the murder, right? So, uh, yeah, and that's I think that's really about all of what you get from there. You find out David. You you figure out that he's related, but nothing really comes from Tanya and Emily, other than like. You kind of dodged a bullet with this guy catching three bullets. So the uh, the Tiger stuff was pretty good because it was um, the scene was played pretty well as far yeah. as uh, she starts and she's like very confident to be like, hey, listen, because because Van Pelt is pretty like openly disgusted at the idea that this person is like is dating who like what she believes to be clearly a pedophile, um, yeah. and. We don't find out about the daughter in the first half. The first half of it is, like, very much her being like, hey, listen, like, 
I know, I know what I've read the stories. I know what people are saying. That's not true. That's not um, whatever. I don't. I forget the victim's name. That's not the person I know. William. Um, William. Yeah. She. Yeah. She very. She. Or so what this whole episode does a pretty good job of, or actually does a really good job of, and unfortunately kind of undercuts it by the end is that it does a really good job of planting seeds of doubt into like what kind of character we know Lisbon as. So one of the things that the the girlfriends or the fiance says is like, like no no like sh- listen like he's he's a good person he he was just set up by that bitch like a uh, cop that like was like had it out for him and stuff. Um, obviously, at this time, we're, there's no reason for us to believe that Lisbon would do anything like this to start, right? But yep. um, they're just, like, talking and having a back, back and forth. And, like, as they're talking, um, the daughter kind of just walks through. And it, it's, like, you can physically see, like, because Van Pelt and Jane, like, exchange a look. And it's, like, they're just, like, this is fucking miserable. Like, this sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Jade, Jade like quickly talks to the kid and like asks her some questions, like some very like non-inflammatory questions, and then like sends her off to to, to the weirdo brother. <laughs> um, and like the, the what's nice is like he the first thing he says is like, hey, listen, like like he didn't molest her, like it like and kind of sets that up, but then spends the next like thirty seconds being like. But, like, you dodged the bullet because everything that was leading up to this moment is, like, him being, like, like he, he kept asking you that he, if he could go on, like, weekends with, like, a father-daughter time. And it's just, like, and it was, like, almost painful to hear. It's just, like, oh, God, like, fuck, that sucks. It was a little dark. Like, it, it got <laughs> yeah, a little dark. It got, and it was got pretty wasn't dark. ideal. Yeah. Well. But it was a very good scene. Yeah, it was. Damn. It was. It was an excellent scene. What happens next? We go back. They're prepping the case, but we've got a problem. Ooh, what's they the found problem? the murder weapon. Oh shit! Whose oh, prints right. on it? <laughs> oh my god! It's Lisbon. How? Oh no! It wasn't. <laughs> wait, I don't think it was Lisbon's prints. It was Lisbon's yeah. gun, wasn't it? No, it's Lisbon's print on the magazine. Had, had prints uh, in. Okay, okay. Yeah. That Which sucks. this in retrospect, this episode does a really good job because my immediate reaction, and I assume everyone else's watching, was like, Lisbon's been framed. Yeah. For the murder. Yeah. And then as the episode goes on, you're like, Lisbon murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Lisbon has a lot of issues. <laughs> he so, might have murdered yeah, this cool. guy. So uh, so he, Yeah. The what gets interrupted is that um, Cho and Lisbon are actually talking to the DA, and this is like one of those things where it's like the show's showing like a little bit of like the the, the logistical work of Actual being in the police work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where yeah. it's like because Cho doesn't want anything to do with this, and Lisbon's like, "All right, we got to go. Like, we have some cases where we need to testify." And Cho's like, "Not if I don't get run over by traffic first. Like, <laughs> but um, it's it's there is, there is some good Cho line where he's like, "That guy bit," yeah, and she's like, "Well, make sure you say that on the stand." She's like giving up the work, and yeah, exactly. Um, and the the other part I liked is the DA did mention like, "Hey, like." Uh, Lisbon, like you are a like a grade A like cop, like I we'd love to have you on our like you're you're doing excellent work. 
Um, she also mentions the fact that like she that Lisbon is also closing cases outside of like Jane, which is kind of nice to see. Uh, and even and the DA even makes the comment like, "Hey, could you like tell Jane that you can't just like threaten people with bombs all the time to get confessions? Like that's not how this. I can't use that stuff." Um, <laughs> uh, it was just nice. It was like a nice little like character moment in that world of the CBI. Indeed. Yeah. Plus, plus, it makes you feel better about the fact that like every single episode we've ever seen, right? That's inadmissible. <laughs> so, like, there's got to be a bunch of cases where like the guy gets off because Jane fucking hypnotized him and like he couldn't sweep it under the rug. I like. There goes that. another rapist back on the street <laughs> every time. Uh, the the next scene we get is the boss being like, like Lisbon, I got to take you off the case. Like, this is. Um, Apparently he murdered some guy. <laughs> <laughs> he has, does he say the line here? I think he does, where he's like, um, he basically is like, hey, like, because she's like, thank you, because uh, he helps to like be like, hey, like we're taking care of this in-house, like the FBI is not getting involved, but he's also like, if you're guilty, like, I want you taken down. Yeah. yeah. He also uses the term <laughs> Phoebes, which I found kind of funny. What, wait, what did he say? Phoebes? For, for FBI. Oh, oh, I didn't okay. even catch that. Okay. I, yeah, he said something, but I thought it was FBI. Um, but he takes he takes them off the case, this whole their whole department, and gives it to Bosco. Fucking <laughs> so, Bosco. Bosco's here to fucking sweep up the mess. Uh he he walks in and is gonna ask Elizabeth some questions. Uh and at this point, at an opportune moment, Jane kind of just shows up. And he's just like, I'm going to stick around and listen to what these are like. And, and no one really does anything. Uh, and Bosco kind of asked Lisbon's, Lisbon some, like, fairly normal questions. Like, hey, like, so what were you doing the night of the murder? Like, what? And Lisbon really doesn't answer it in the best way. She's like, oh, yeah, I was watching that show with, like, the chef and the and the person who cooks. <laughs> um the guy with the face. Jane, yeah, Jane, yeah, it's the guy. Jane, like, tries to help her out. He's like, yeah, 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 the chef with that guy. I know that one. I know that one. And I'm I pretty sure they said the angry guy, and they're 100% talking about Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> For sure they are. But, like, so my question is, was Jane trying to help her out, or was Jane just, like, being a doofus? I don't think he was trying to help her. I think he was just, like, playing along. Like, I don't think I he was assume, a I, I always assume he's fucking with Bosco, so. <laughs> okay, fair. Well, like Bosco's like, hey, like, do you know like what time you're watching? Like who? And she's like, ah, uh, I think it was it was like at some point of the night. Um, I, f- I forget if it's Bosco or the boss is like, hey, should we do like a polygraph test? To which Lisbon's immediate like, polygraph? No, please, please, no. <laughs> not ideal. He does not. I'm ideal lying. <laughs> Everything's fine, but I know. <laughs> Uh, and while this is going on, we do see the CBI team minus, uh, Lisbon and, and Jane kind of talking about this situation, right? Um, and this was kind of interesting because it kind of realigned everyone where, uh, it's like, okay, like, what's the, like, what's the play? Like, what are we doing here? And, like, Cho is kind of very much on the, like, we are on Lisbon's side 100% no matter what happens, um, Rigsby's much more on the like the 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 law abiding side, 
and Van Pelt's kind of teetering between the two, which I thought was interesting because it was like originally it was like Van Pelt that was like very much like by the book, right? Mm-hmm. And then Cho, Cho's always been the renegade. I feel like Cho's ride or die. And yeah. usually Rigsby's a little bit of like the the waffling person, but um, we do get a lot of Rigsby development in the, the these two episodes. We, I feel like <laughs> we learned some stuff. That's for sure. I mean, we we learned some weird things about him in the second episode and some good <laughs> backstory stuff. But anywho. Um, so, so Rigsby's very much like, hey, listen, like, it's good to have some fresh eyes, like, let's let Bosco deal with it, and Cho's like, like, who could, po- like, there's no one else could do this case as good as we can, like, we need to find out who the real killer is, um, and Jane kind of throws a wrench into it or by being like, hey, like, like, what if she really is the one that did it, like, like, have you thought about that, um, and we all have, like, pretty good responses where Cho kind of, like, thinks about it for a second, and he's like, if she's the killer, like, we would walk away. And, and and it was a little bit basically saying like they would walk away from revealing that Lisbon was the killer like walk away and let her be free is is like I think the actual thing that Cho was saying um, Van Pelt at that point agrees with Cho and Rigsby's the one person who's like listen like um, like I trust Lisbon if she did it like she can also own up to it like she she can deal with the repercussions of it as well yeah and some of the ones like if she's woman enough to kill her to kill him she's woman enough to do the time for killing him basically yeah. I think yep. so which I, I think is the very reasonable <laughs> take from that situation yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what happens next uh, Jane and Lisbon talk about uh they're having coffee and he tries to get her to say what the album, he basically says like, you lied. I know you lied. Like you said you were watching TV show with an angry chef. Like you're a liar. What were you actually doing? As a mentalist, (laughs) I'm aware that you lied. I can read your mind. So what were you, but I'm not great at it. So what were you really doing? But he can't, but he can't read her mind because she doesn't remember. Exactly. Because she's been drugged. But anyways, (laughs) um, he, he offers to hypnotize her to like break into the, the sealed vault of Lisbon's mind. And she's like, nah, I can't, I can't have you in my head like that. There's too many secrets in there. (laughs) And like, that got me wondering, like, what's what's Lisbon? What what is Lisbon so hesitant about? Is she hesitant that she like thinks she actually might have killed this guy, or is it that like I think about weird stuff about Patrick Jane? Like, <laughs> I I still you just saying that reminded me of the Spice Girl thing that happens later, which I think might be my favorite scene in this entire show. So it's far. very good. It was it's very so good. good. <laughs> so maybe she's like, I don't want Jane to know that I do those things, but uh. Yeah, so that's that. Um, it's like a short scene, but it, it plants the seed of we may be hypnotizing Lisbon later to try to find out some information, which does happen, and it's it's pretty good. Um, and it's like the first real sense of like, oh, okay, like it's not a it's not a like a fucking meme. Like she really doesn't know what happened that night, and there's some realm of possibility that she could have killed them. Right? Yeah, Even she's if, clearly yeah. distraught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um. The the father of the guy that we that I was talking about earlier, the dude who uh, they cut to another scene, the guy who said he would have killed McTeer himself as soon as he got out of jail. uh, He wants to come in and Bosco says that he wants to come in, but Lisbon has to be there. 
Like he only wants to talk to Lisbon. So they sit down and they're talking to him. Um, and he he's like, I didn't kill McTeer, but why didn't you say like he turns and looks at Lisbon, why didn't you save my daughter? You knew about what he was doing. You knew you knew that it was going to happen. You knew that he was going to rape my daughter. Why didn't you save her? And Lisbon's like, I'm sorry if we stopped him before we didn't have a strong enough case and he would have got off and would have done stuff anyway. And the guy walks out. He's like, go to hell, both of you. I hate you both to Bosco and Lisbon. Um, and then Lisbon's Bosco like, has some some line there to set him off, though. He's like, I just or he says something along the lines like, I just think you weren't like man enough to do it or something like he has some oh, line where he's like trying to like goad him into like revealing more, I think. Yeah, there was something in there. I don't remember what the line was, but yeah, he was basically trying to like force a confession out of this guy who clearly didn't do it. Um, Bosco, I still I liked him for it for a long time. Who Bosco? No, the dad, the father, because he was also rich, and like later it comes out like the, all the money stuff, and I still yeah. was like, that's the guy. Yeah. We, we also find out that like it was, um, the the reason he found out about that like that night was that it was someone gave him like we don't know who but someone gave him that information or if if not him like that all this stuff was like under wraps like the the police report and stuff but case um, files are open now yeah yeah but it it's not like it uh, my understanding was like it's not like the case files should have been open this time it was like someone dug up found that information and kind of revealed it to him which is why he's super pissed now yeah so like he knows that she knew that it was going to happen, but didn't do anything to stop it. And that's why he's real mad. Um, but at the end of at the end of this little scene, Lisbon's like, fine, I'll take the polygraph. And like, then it cuts. Um, do, do you think so? I was because I, I was wondering about this. Do you think there was an actual like, do you think the father was like wrong for doing it like that? Like, I don't like that's like a hard situation. I don't know for being mad at them. Yeah, yeah. I th- no. that's just like a no that's like a no wins yeah. like he's justified in his anger and there didn't do anything wrong like that's just one of those situations where like there is no there's just yeah everything's I, on fire and there's no good way to like bury there, the bodies there's you know a lot of characters like the, in this show that like these like one off characters like that father who are very much just like one note characters um and i feel like this act this character did it pretty well where he, it's not that he was likable by any means like he's he's a downright asshole and he and also he's like he's like yelling only at Lisbon when it's like his supervisor <laughs> supervisor is literally right there and he doesn't like say a word to Bosco so it's like a little weird there um, yeah he's probably the second best side character actor to the daughter of that actress in that one episode Oh boy, she was so good. <laughs> she was the best, the best actress I think on this show the entire time. Well, but it, it was yeah. like it was like genuinely believable, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I really wanted to fucking kill this guy, but like, who was gonna be there for my daughter if I got, if I got sent to jail?" You know, so that's like, pretty nice. But like, that has to be the most recurring like, um, what, what sen- sentiment <laughs> in this show, which is like. Did I want him dead? Yeah. Would I have done it myself? Yeah. 
did it's, I? <laughs> I didn't have the time. <laughs> it's it's very there's a lot of those, and it gets even more descriptive when he's like, I would have gut him open and <laughs> yeah. ate him myself, but yeah. you know, it wasn't me this time, but I'm glad it was, and I yeah. would do it anytime. But I am glad he's dead. And if he's not dead, let me know, because I'll kill him. <laughs> I'll be the one that takes care of him. Then but, I'll get him. But I actually won't. We'll just hope somebody else kills him, because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Stupid But I joke. would. <laughs> was, what happens with the polygraph, Scott? Uh, the polygraph scene is, like, very nondescript. I think they, like, <laughs> they just give you, like, the trace of a polygraph, and then, like, I they maybe even, like, have one question. Why was that, Bosco so creepy during it? Is what yeah, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just go either go inside the room or, like, I really uncomfortable to have some dude just staring at you through blind. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Also, poly- polygraphs are, like, super pseudoscience, so, like... Yeah. Uh, it's but like, just like within the realm of this show, they're yeah. essentially the yeah. They're, at least they're, they're, at they're least, the word of at God. least they're not at <laughs> least they're not hypnotizing a child to get information. You know, like, that's true. That is a true um, statement. It is funny how much they rely on the polygraph for everything. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But we cut from that scene of Lisbon taking it to Van Belden show in a sex shop. Which is apparently run by that skeevy dude from every early 2000s movie. He's the I guy don't know from it. Starship Troopers. That's yeah, how I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he's in so many things. That but guy gets his. Is it his hand that gets cut off? Or what? What happens? He, I know he plays. He plays like the crystal clear violin at some point. I remember that. <laughs> so, oh, <okay>. so <laughs> you guys, your your brains are about to get blown. Do you know who that guy's father is? No. Gary Busey. That is that, really that. Is, that, is, that tracks. That is <laughs> Gary Busey's son. I believe that one hundred percent. Even if that's, if that's a total lie, that's canon. Yeah, yeah, that's canon. Yeah. Um. But anyway, he runs a sex shop, and there's some funny scenes there with like essentially how uncomfortable Van Pelt is in a sex shop, um, which is funny, but. So not a ton happens here, except so the reason they went there is that uh, there apparently had been a fight. They had been told that there was a fight between McTeer and the owner. They show up and ask him about it. He says that's not true. The McTeer fought with a friend of his named Dog. Mm-hmm. Fuck um, you, Dino. In the, mid- <laughs> in, in the middle of the sh- in the middle of the shop, broke a bunch of shit. And he's like, I did what any good manager 101. I fired him on the spot. He can't fight. He can't fight. In, in the, you, which, bro- you, know, you broke half the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's very reasonable for this person. Um, so basically, in- they get they only really get the name Dog. As you, cannot a, take uh, the, you cannot take the dildos out and fight with them in the yeah. sex shop. No matter what anyone says, there is no sex in the champagne room. Um yeah, so we get that, and then we cut from that scene to another short scene where uh, Lisbon is uh, back in the courthouse and apparently getting ready to testify in one of the cases. Uh, another guy, I think in the specific case she is testifying for, the defendant comes up to her, whose name is Milton Howard, who's also kind of the murderer, the he's, mastermind. He's the architect. He's the, the architect. architect of the yeah. whole case. Yeah. Yeah. thing. Um, to say that, like, to plead his case, and he's like, you gotta listen to me, I didn't do it, and apparently he's a huge creep, so she's like, 
Just dude, fuck off. Get, do you remember? Do you remember what he got put away for? So he basically he stole what amount? Oh, he stole a million dollars or a hundred million dollars. That's ludicrous mm-hmm. amount of money, a big. It's hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's very funny because literally the episode before that it was like a million dollars was the amount yeah. stolen. So it's like one million dollars. <laughs> they, they really it's ripped the, it up. You know, it's the Austin Powers yeah. treatment. Yeah, but it, it wasn't just him. It was him and like a, another person. that was like a. It was like a co-steal, but then he yeah. killed the other guy, <laughs> and so now yeah. he has all the money. Yeah. So yep. she tells that guy to dip, and then as she's getting ready to go into the court, uh, Minnelli shows up, and he's like, listen, Lisbon, you failed your polygraph. I'm so disappointed in you. You're suspended. <laughs> the the which, ADA which I, looks like fucking shocked. Yes, <laughs> he's like, motherfucker. There goes I'm the I'm surprised case. they didn't, at that point, he's like, I'm surprised they didn't pull the line. I need your gun and badge right now. <laughs> but he's, so I think he just did, like, right? sh- no, he's like, show up and like, t- like you need to report to, I forget what they call it, like, you're relieved processing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. processing or whatever it is. Processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she's suspended. Bye. She gives the badge and gun away. End so of sad. show. <laughs> um, the uh, the next scene we get is so at this point, like Elizabeth's not in the greatest spot. Um, Wait, so she, can I interject a hypothetical? Yeah, Elizabeth is suspended from the CBI. We get a new spinoff show that's Jane and Lisbon Beyond the Law. <laughs> Would you watch? What? Yes. Yes. 90% of the things they do is beyond Beyond the law, Nick. Beyond the law. That is literally what we watch every day. No, no, you don't understand. They're no longer confined by the law. Each episode would be like 38 minutes instead of 42 because you could just cut the boss out. Yeah. Or you leave the boss in and be like, those motherfuckers, they did it again. <laughs> you, every every victim is just ends up like duct taped to the front of the CDI <laughs> with like a file that contains all the information they need to convict him. Uh. Uh, but so she's she's kind of like freaking out at this whole thing and willingly goes into the therapist's office and is like, hey, listen, like I. I don't know, like, I don't know what happened here. And she kind of, like, goes into a little bit of her history this time for once, uh, where she talks about how her father, you know, she is, or she has three little brothers, and uh, she has a father who used to get, like, blackout drunk and then, like, beat the shit out of some of his her brothers, um, and he would never remember about it the next day. He said, like, there was one night where he, like, ne- like nearly killed somebody, or nearly killed one of his brothers, and then like the hospital, or like on like the ambulance right over, he was just like denying it the whole time. Um, and she's like kind of freaking out, like is like is this what's happening here? Like like is this what's like is that what's happening to me? Um, there's and there's a really like weird line. I wrote it down because I was like, this is not how therapists should think. But it makes sense now that we know that he he is the one that actually killed the person. But because the therapist is like, hey, listen, like child molesters don't get better. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're like, regard, you know, I'm not 
regardless of all the moral stuff, it's like if you're a therapist, yeah. like, look, you therapy, ther- look, a bit therapy's a sham. This shit does not work. <laughs> Child lusters have no chance. They're, yeah. they're be beyond for yeah. yeah. The killers round them all up, kill them right now. Yep. Am I right? That guy deserved it. He was never. He was never gonna fix it. Put him on an island and just let him go. Anyway, oh, tell God. me more about your dad. <laughs> but, but, but it's pretty good because, like, uh, up until this point, again, like, without implicating her, he's like, all right, listen, like, I know you're worried that you think you killed the person, but, like, how c- you didn't even know that she, this person was in town. And she's like, nah, nah, the parole officer let me know. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I got, like, I don't think she says it, but, like, she's like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember the night. Like, I get real angry. Um... But what? How does that scene end? He uh, like he basically says he can't help her until she remembers, which also sounds like something a therapist would not say. <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything. Yeah, I can't do shit. My hands are tied. You got to tell me that you killed this guy, and then we're good. <laughs> I think I think it, I know it does end with her basically asking Jane to hypnotize her, so he he can. Jane's like, it's time, <laughs> my time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before that, before the actual hypnotism, we do see um, a scene where Cho and Van Pelt are kind of like in the, the records, in the police records, trying to find some information about Dog. Uh, and Bosco kind of shows up and he's like, hey, what are you assholes doing? <laughs> and, uh, and there's this nice thing of like, as they're arguing, Rigsby kind of shows up and just gets in Bosco's face. He's like, hey, what are you going to do about it? And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Rigsby. I'm this big, huge dude. I'm, fuck, I'm fucking Rigsby, man. <laughs> Did you see that episode where I tackled that kid into the lake? No remorse. I, I'm he just, died. <laughs> I, what they didn't show you is I drowned that kid afterwards. And then resuscitated him. And then drowned him again. We needed some information, but then after that his life is forfeit. <laughs> um, but Bosco backs away and he's like, fuck, this ain't worth it. I'm not fighting this guy. Uh, and Rigsby is like, hey, listen, I talked to some of my contacts and like I found out who Dog is. And he like pulls up this information. And it's like, bada bing, bada boom. It's actually, it was the girlfriend's brother's is Dog. The whole time. <laughs> uh, what, what happens next? That's when they go, it cuts to uh, Lisbon's house and it's kind of cute. Like, She's all nervous. I don't think she's ever had people at her house. I don't know if she has friends. I don't know if she's ever had a partner. Like, but her house well, is there's, like, a, yeah. There's like the cute scene where Jane's like, "I like the art," and she's like, "That was here when I moved yeah, in." Those are from <laughs> yeah. the last tenant. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's it's a it's a quaint, it looks like a quaint little apartment. Like, there's a little seating area, a tiny little kitchen. Like, for a single woman, I don't think Jane or uh, Lisbon needs much. But she's like. You can tell that Lisbon's super stressed out, and Jane's like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hypnotize you. You're way too stressed about it. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. A hundred ninety nine, not gonna hypnotize you." <laughs> and like seven seconds later, Lisbon's eyes are closed, and she's like, "A disaster piece, like sleeping," and <laughs> and like then we get into the hypnosis, um, and this was a cute little thing that he got her to admit. He asked her if she st- if she dances to the Spice Girls CD that he saw, like on the wall or something, and she admits, 
yes, which is fantastic because that comes to fruition later. And she um, does this like little like shimmy shake while she's like, can you listen in? She's like, sometimes I do. I got the moves. <laughs> yeah. And so he tries to get her to like retrace her steps in, in what she did on Tuesday. And she's like, I was at work. I was finishing up the paperwork and, and Rigsby was still working on something or, or no Van Pelt was there. She's working on something late. She's a really good worker. Um, and then she's like, I don't, I, he was like, where did you go after work? And she's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And she starts to get like mad under hypnosis, which was like really weird. Cause I've seen like, have you guys ever seen like a hypnotism show? No. Yeah, in high it, school. Yeah, we had one in high school, and I went to one after high school. And, like, I don't know if I believe it or not, but it seemed like it was real. I don't know. It was weird. Kids were doing but, dumb shit. But, Sacco, you've been hypnotized this whole time. <laughs> oh, no! But, no, so, like, she she ends up, he ends up snapping her out of it because, like, He's not getting anything. Um, come to find out, we'll find out later. The reason she can't remember anything is because she's been getting spiked with lorazepam in her coffee at the at the psychiatrist's. You missed a juicy little tidbit from the uh, from the hypnotism. Oh, where did she I? She says that Van Pelt will be a really good agent if she doesn't sleep with Rigsby. Mm. <laughs> That's right. She does say that, which might also be some foreshadowing. I mean, or- I think it's. Or past shadowing? Yeah. Is there a word for that? Post shadowing? Past shadowing. I think it. We well, may... it's, at some point, Lisbon was a young agent with a male superior. Oh. Ah. we find out some information about. Named that's Bosco. true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I believe, I believe Emily was the one who planted that idea in my head. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't connect it to you. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so he, he snaps her out of it and. And she's she's like crying. She's actually upset because now she now there's like really the serious seed of did Lisbon really kill this guy? Like, did the show do this? Um, This was also the part where I'm like, there's no way like there's absolutely no way Lisbon killed. And I turned to Sarah. I think it might be the psychiatrist. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that guy's implicated somehow. I don't know how he did it, but like, I don't like him. I don't trust him. <laughs> well, he's clearly not a good psychologist. He's a really, he's a really bad therapist. <laughs> I don't know Maybe. how to save any of these people. <laughs> these people are all lost causes. Y'all, y'all fucking done, okay? Maybe the worst. But anyway, y'all gotta make your peace with Jesus. He's like a wood. He's like a woodworker. He's like, have you tried brick? <laughs> brick's nice. <laughs> Heard brick's excellent. But anyways, after after they leave, it cuts to uh, Cho and Rigsby detaining Dog. Or David, um, they go they go at him hard. They really yeah, real do. Real quick, yeah. So they grab him uh, and then they they bring him back. And do they interrogate him or do they interrogate him like right they, there? They interrogate him at the house because they don't want it on the record. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because they're not supposed to be working on. They're this They're not case. supposed to be on this case. <laughs> yeah. So which uh, begs the question. What case are they avoiding right now? Because clearly they're not, like, not working. <laughs> I mean, it can't yeah, be. You know. Well, Cho's inv- they could be on, like, a little break because Cho's involved in all the DA shit. And, like, Van Pelt's got to, like, type things on the computer because that's what she does. But, like, I don't know. Maybe they're just not working. Um, But, yeah, so they they end up finding out that that dog didn't do the killing. 
but dog got paid by the cop friend. Um, he got paid 10 grand to get McTeer into the alley that he died in. Get him drunk, get him in the alley. Right, just get this guy lit and bring him back here and the rest will be taken care of. Um, and then when he woke up the next day, he heard the gunshots, ran, and then the next day when he woke up, he had 10 grand. Mm-hmm. So like, and he, you know. He, he initially says like, yeah, Lisbon's the one I called her, but then like, with even like the most modest of choke pushing, he's like, well, I guess I don't know if it was her or not, but I mean, it has to be I, her, right? There's no one else it could be. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. Then I think like they go back to the office, right? And Lisbon's losing her mind, and she throws a chair through the window. Yeah, this is where she like kind of like goes off. Yeah, so they're they're like they lay everything out. The Lisbon and and the uh, the CBI crew they put everything out for Bosco, and Bosco's like, "You shouldn't be here. Like you're suspended. What are you doing?" And she. <laughs> freaks totally freaks and it's like amazing how quick she like flips to i'm a psycho lady she's yelling and screaming like i don't care i've had enough of it i'm sick and tired i'm sick of everything she goes to her office fucking hurls a chair through the window and like that's it right like does anything else come from it or does she just leave there was well so (laughs) She, like, Bosco kind of, like, takes her aside before, like, the window stuff and is like, hey, listen, like, like, what, like, what's happening here? Um, and she, she, she says a comment, which at the time I was like, oh, that's ominous. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Because she's something like, um, like, you'll find out soon enough or something is what she's oh, saying. It'll yeah. all be over soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, we find out that it's because, like, at this point, the team has... Their, their their plan their like Ocean's Eleven planned in place right but are Cho Rigsby and Van Pelt even in on this I think they are I think they're all in you on think it. they are yeah yeah because hmm. uh, I mean they found out about the 10 grand to um dog and they must have fed that information to Jane and Lisbon who yeah. somehow I, found out that that the psychiatrist got 10 grand too right and, yeah. and Van Pelt found out that it was like a shell corporation that did it, but the shell corporation also paid a million dollars to somebody else, and they're like, "That's, that's the killer. that's the like, guy. That yeah. has to be the killer." Yeah. yeah. Do you want do you want the uh, a, or the every episode reading from directly from the Wikipedia because it's good for this next one. What we got? So after Lisbon leaves, we get this quote from the the wiki page. Back home, she dances to Spice Girls, surrounded by pills and booze. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, was <laughs> it was a very stark difference between the yeah. Lisbon that we know to be like yeah, because because I think well okay so I have some mixed feelings about this episode not because I think the episode is bad but like I was excited to get more in like information about Lisbon as a character like figure yeah. out like what what is her inner turmoil, right? Like, what's going on there? And, like, we don't really find anything out this episode because everything ends up being, oh, she was blacking out from... This this, is literally the it's all a dream type resolution where you're like, well, fuck. (laughs) It's unfortunate, right? Because, like, I think think they could have probably done a little bit of... 
I mean, we do find out some small stuff, right? Yeah. We find out about her father. We find, but like, I, it would have been nice to see girls. a little bit more. Like, like does 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 Teresa have like a drinking problem at home? Like, we don't we don't really know, right? Um, yeah. Because because that was one thing too that that it brought to my mind early on where she was having the memory loss was like she seemed upset that she couldn't remember but not shocked by the fact that she couldn't remember yeah, if that yeah. makes sense yeah no, like, exactly is like, that she was is covering she, it up right? is she like, regularly having blackouts like yeah, is yeah. that <laughs> is that a Teresa <laughs> something thing? that's happening uh, on, she's clearly on the regular out about it yeah. yeah 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 but it's more about that specific night than it is like because if like I had like a night where I didn't have any drinks or anything and like didn't remember like I my first assumption would be like some like something happened like did I like hit my head or you know and she's just like, like this is I genuinely out of the ordinary yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. whereas she was acting like oh no this happens more often than we think yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there's so a maybe she- there's a kind of like I I say like pseudo wholesome but like kind of wholesome scene with the boss. Um, because yeah, the know. boss kind of saw all this shit go down and he's just like he's talking with Jane and bo- the boss is like you're, like you're worried like this this is not good um, and he's like do you think she might like do something stupid to which Jane is like no like she, she's not gonna do like she's not gonna commit suicide if that's what you're worried about like um, and, and he kind of adds in like plus like you know she wouldn't blame the Briero for anything and like Cause, cause I mean, every time the boss always kind of jokes about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, yep. and like it's, it's a joke as far as like we know. Like, but he's always like says says it with like a straight face. Uh, yep. so so it's kind of wholesome here when he's like that that li- like I didn't think about that for a second. Like that's not why I'm asking about yeah. this. Um, the show like yeah, yeah he no always, he does actually care. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, he always makes the bureau jokes as the the metaphor. Like it's you know. That's a picture of me taking a bull by the horns. It's a metaphor, <laughs> but that also happened. <laughs> yeah, it's like well, it's important to him because it, it it establishes boundaries. You know, like yeah, he as much as he is the CBI boss or like part of the team, he's not actually part of the team. He's usually yeah. the one that like butts heads, you know, or is like yeah. team adjacent. You know, he does it like as um funny as a character he comes up. I actually think he's like the perfect manager where he's like friendly, but also has very clear back. Like is like, this is a line you cannot cross and I will punish you for doing so. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then actually seems like he would follow up on like, and be like, that is like, he's the boss that you want to have. Like exactly. He's a realistic representation of what a good boss actually is. (laughs) Like it, the only issue, like the only issue I would have with him would be like, Man, like Jade is really fucking up a lot of the shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but Jade's like the guy that only shows up to work like two days yeah. a week, but like on the those two days, fucking crushes it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And they kind of answer it with literally their first scene, right? Because he's just like, God, I hate I like what you do every time, Jade. But like, you close you, cases like a free. Yeah, you know, who, you know who Patrick Jade is. He's fucking Tom Brady at the end of his Patriots career, <laughs> which is like he's the one guy who gets to like skirt all the rules. Because you're like, well, it's Tom Brady. Well, what <laughs> so, are you like, do? He doesn't have to show up to practice. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> He's fine. Uh, what happens oh, yeah. next? Uh, that's when she's she's at her house and she's losing her mind with all the pills and the booze. And it is like, 
it is a stark difference. She's wearing it's like a tent a, scene. Yeah, she's she's wearing like a hockey jersey or yeah. it's like her, her, I assume her high school jersey, right? Because it yeah. says Cause yeah. it has Lisbon on the back. It says Lisbon ninety nine. Shout out to Wayne Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky was nines, um, but like. It, this is nothing like you've ever seen. Lisbon's always like buttoned up and it's like she got no pants on. She's dancing around in the thing, waving a gun with like a pile of pills and a and a pint of Jack Daniels that she's just like slugging. And so um, the shrink shows up at the house and she's waving her gun around. And uh, he's like, whoa, 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 Lisbon, Lisbon. Settle down, settle down. She points the gun at him, and he's like, whoa, whoa, please don't shoot me. Please don't shoot me. And she's pissed. She's like, yeah, I know. I know I killed McTeer. And she, like, points the gun at her. She's going to kill herself. And uh, this guy's like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, you know he's a bad man. Like, remember the details. And he starts telling the details of the murder, and he he's such a doofus. He gives up the fact that the the victim McTeer he was stuffed behind like a wall at at some in the alley and in that wall there was a sign for like a Christian missionary thing that's like God saves and there was a cross on it um and he goes remember remember the gun outside remember the three bullets remember the gunpowder blah, blah blah and he's like remember the cross that you saw and she as soon as he says that she puts the gun down and like snap sober sober lisbon she's like what do you mean the cross the cross is where the victim was you wouldn't have seen the cross unless you knew where the victim was huh doctor <laughs> and then, then then jane comes down from the stairs like good good job and he's like clapping he's like well done we thought you know we were we were getting you to come back like you were getting her to keep coming back and coming back and he breaks it all down how he stole her fingerprints from the coffee cup that he would give her. Uh, and then he's like, you went a little too far, giving her a bunch of drugs so that she would actually lose her memory. And then like, but you knew she'd fail her polygraph because if she didn't actually have the memory, she'd try to lie about it. Um, so he like, he then realizes that everything that Lisbon has done has all been an act. And they just had to get Manelli to shoot him over there to like check in. And Lisbon's like, yep, been waiting here for you all night, <laughs> pretending to be an idiot. Probably really enjoying dancing to the Spice Girls CD, though. <laughs> that so, shit's real. Yeah, that shit's super real. Um, so, yeah, they uh, they bring him in, and, and he's like, I want a deal for the guy that I was working with. And then who do you know that they pull around the corner? Milton Howard, the nerd who stole $100 million and then fed this guy a million. So... Uh, Van Pelt's like I found out the Shell Corporation blah 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 and that's kind of the end and then you get the little bonus scene right with Bosco and Lisbon yeah and uh, he's a little sad Bosco's a little sad that that the team didn't let him in but Bosco someone say hurt yeah Bosco <laughs> you can you can GFY because you're being a dick to Jane and Jane's an <laughs> integral part of the team Jane's also being a dick to you but that's alright we like <laughs> but- you more than you but is Bosco really mad at Jane because of how close Jane is to Lisbon? That's what I think. Because you get a little you get a little Jane interjection. He's like, oh, I didn't see it before, but I see it now. He, he loved you a little <laughs> bit there, didn't he? And Lisbon's like, 
whatever. And she throw. I think he throws her donuts, right? Yeah. The, like a throwback to the which, donuts. Which yeah. Lisbon's apparent donut of choice is an old fashioned plain donut. Yeah. She's what are you real doing? excited munching on that donut. Like know? it's the worst kind of donut. I don't know that it's the worst, but it certainly shouldn't be your favorite. <laughs> it's bottom tier. It's bottom tier. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, but it's not the worst. Like, I think the only thing worse maybe are like the like the vanilla cream filled ones that well, are like those, just well, sugar cream. They're supposed to be custard, but yeah, no custard like a Boston cream or a custard yeah, filled. Yeah, those yeah. are good, but like just the sugary frosting <laughs> cream filled ones, gnarly. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. I also hate jelly donuts, so that would well, be. Well, you're a my... lunatic. <laughs> jelly donuts. That would be. That would be, be, the... be, that would be bottom deep. Also, those like the you know the shitty glazed crullers that like Dunkin' Donuts has, like the really bad ones. No, the they're French so crullers? good, dude. French yeah, crullers. Are, the, oh, they're so no, good. An, actu- an actual French cr- French cruller is delicious. The Dunkin' Donuts ones are hot garbage. They've a gotten big... worse. They've gotten worse lately. They they're have gotten so worse. Bad. But a big, I think we still have so to. Good. I think we might have to throw Scott off this podcast. <laughs> They're so bad. We'll just replace him with a French crawler. When, just a, when a, a big, big old when French crawler. When a big and I worked together, <laughs> is that because we're both trash? <laughs> when a big and I worked together back in the day, uh, every now and again, our boss would bring in a dozen donuts, and there was always only one French crawler, <laughs> and we would basically fight over who got the French crawler. Well, the problem was. Uh, for whatever fucking reason, that they would not sell French crullers around us. At like, like no yeah, the, local Dunkin' Donuts had French crullers, but our boss from like Brookline or whatever, like had a Dunkin' Donuts that would sell it. So he would bring it over and be like, "That's because it's illegal for grill. most for most Dunkin' Donuts to inflict harm upon <laughs> consumers. They're delicious. Get out of here, Scott." Uh, they were, it, it, the problem now is like they're just like I mean it has to be flaky right like yeah if it's not I flaky might, then what are we doing I might make my own French crawlers but a big you should do boom. that because they'd be way fucking better than <laughs> I'm actually gonna make donuts soon so and make Emily a, doesn't really like donuts that much so make, make a couple French crawlers extra yeah. donuts make some French crawlers baby anyways that was uh, red badge yeah it was good. I liked it. <laughs> uh, episode four, which is Red Menace. Red uh, Scare. Ha- oh, yeah, Red Menace. Red Menace. How does you, this you one, skip uh, ahead. How does this one start off? We're back in the woods. In Deerfield, <laughs> Classic baby. woods mi- murder. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. They get out of the car. Classic woods murder. <laughs> All the teams there. There's a body on the ground. Appears to be some... S- I think Jane calls him salt and pepper older gentleman who's been apparently roughly beaten to death. <laughs> uh, and so they're like looking around. Basically, he has no identification whatsoever on him. Uh, they find one cufflink. The other cufflink is missing. It's a uh, motorcycle his, cufflink. All his ID and stuff is missing. There's no car. Uh their initial implication seems to be this might be a robbery, but Jane quickly says that it, it appears it might have been a staged robbery and that a beating like this is something that would take time and would be personal, uh, at which point he uh, finds a classic Bluetooth headset. Um, had to be Jabra, right? Had to be a Jabra Bluetooth? <laughs> And he puts it in his ear, and both I think Jay or I think Lisbon and Rigsby comment that like they couldn't find the phone and that it wouldn't work. 
Dude, the uh, range on those things are not good enough. That yeah. you like, <laughs> like right that now, you to have be. to be within. Yeah, like I walk two feet away from my <laughs> iPhone headphones, and it's like you've lost connection. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but anyway. He basically describes the like the type of person that he is. There's always going to be one name on that phone, uh, and he says the word home, and then it connects. You hear a woman pick up on the other other end, and then Jane identifies who he is, provides a description of the victim, and she's like, "That's my husband, Gordon Hodge." Uh, and, then she's, and she's like you said you're from the police is something wrong at which point jane hands the headset over to lisbon and walks away <laughs> and I, I don't i don't do this part <laughs> my work here is done but you haven't done anything done <laughs> uh we the next scene we get is the cbi at the home of the family and they're asking the wife Ah, and the son questions. Um, we find out you the, mean the murderer. The, yes, the, we, find, we eventually find out the murderer is the son, with the accomplice being the mom. Uh, mm-hmm. But for now, they are the innocent victims of the situation, and they um, they talk about the victim. Uh, what's his name? God damn it, Gordon Hodge. Hodge. Gordon Hodge. And how he. What he effectively is, is he's a crime lawyer, and he's employed by just literally one person, who is the leader of the biker gang called the Sinner Saints. And as we kind of talked about at the beginning of this episode, the Sinner Saints are the the, the brass of this whole area. Is they, it Hel- Hell's Angels is like the real, the actual real? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although so I don't know play- anything about like where they're out of. I don't. I think California. California. Are they out of California? I, I think they're. I think they're, I think they're like nationwide. They're everywhere, though. but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. So he, his whole thing. I'm like, and Rigsby's the one talking about it now because he hates bikers. Uh, he, he does not. He's his disdain is not hidden at all. He kind of talks about how the Sinner Saints are were into they're into drugs, prostitution, like uh, protection rackets, like they do all these different things and. Um, the victim as like the the criminal lawyer is basically there just to get them off on all these crimes. Um, and he's very good at it. He's very good at it. Yes. Uh, the, uh, uh, so they, they kind of ask him a little bit more, like what, what could be, does, does he have any enemies? You know, like what could, who, who, who do they think could have killed him? Um, the wife basically says like, uh, the husband knew, like, uh, you know, they knew all, he was super close with, the, like, the biker gang. Like, he knew all their secrets. He, he must have inevitably found out too much, and they, some, someone had to silence him. Oh, uh, and they, as, as this is going on, Cho does, like, chi- he kind of taps in and says, okay, listen, like, you know, I talked to some people, and uh, he found out that Hodge, uh, earlier, like, a few weeks before this, got busted with, like, a bunch of drugs... And uh, the ADA didn't actually prosecute. And, you know, when basically they, he, he, like, they're like, oh, did they like, get off on technicality or something? But uh, they are wondering, oh, maybe they, that the, the district attorney, like, turned him and he, maybe he's an informant for uh, the, uh, the biker gang now. Which, <laughs> they, they set that down. And then... Literally in the next scene, Cho calls them back and he's like, "Hey, listen, he's not the informant." 
<laughs> so like that that goes like almost nowhere, but we do um <laughs> we do have Lisbon and Jane, I think, approaching the uh the biker gang at this point. Uh, what happens here? Yeah, so they they go to this bar and it's like a caricature of a bar, right? It's a classic biker bar where if you think of so you know that sh- shitty action movie that I told you guys about Stone Cold? Yeah. That's all about a biker gang and I thought <laughs> some of the actors in that were were redoing their part in this. It was amazing. <laughs> um but so they go to this biker bar and uh as they're on the phone with Cho, like they're standing outside of the bar, Jane and Lisbon are, and Cho's like, you probably shouldn't go near these guys. Like, not great to be cops near them. And uh, Lisbon and Jane are just like, nah. So they go in. Lisbon walks into this like CDS dive bar and just holds up her badge. like, I'm a cop. Where's Vaughn? And everyone's like, Vaughn's not here. And if he was, we're not going to tell you. And if he wasn't, we're not going to tell you. Like, what? What are you even trying to do? We hate cops. And, like, it gets tense. Um, like, they're trying to intimidate. Like, it, there's a lot of, like, like hollow posturing. <laughs> I feel yeah. like. Where it's but, like, like, what is what is your end result of this? Like, like are you literally going to start killing these, <laughs> these cops at this point? Like, But so, I mean, I think, I think at the end, really, though, can... If a cop just shows up and is like, where's this guy? You don't have to say where that guy is. Yeah. Like, you are under no... So that, like... Yes. But, Zacho, it's the law. But, like... <laughs> but they just take it a little too much. But what I think is funny is, like, everyone's... The whole room goes quiet. And, like, some dude stands up from the bar. His name is Xander. Uh, he seems to be the second in command of the Sinner Saints. And, uh, like, they're not leaving. Jane and Lisbon are like, where is Vaughn? We're not leaving till we talk to Vaughn. And a bunch of people start standing up like, we're going to beat the shit out of you. No, you're not. Like it makes sense. You're not going to do that. Um, and Jane just like walks to the back of the room where some guy who is, uh, he's playing playing pool in the back. And he's like, hey, uh, Vaughn, um, I need to talk to you about this stuff. <laughs> and so he's like, what? Uh, he goes, yeah, we need to talk to you about your lawyer. And they tell him that the lawyer's dead. Uh, and McBride's like, yeah, I knew that. And I'm still not talking to you because my lawyer told me that I shouldn't talk to anybody. Um, and so they like Xander comes back over. He's like, everybody get out of here. Uh, and as they're leaving, Jane's like, well, maybe you guys would want to know about the informant. And Xander's like, what was that? And Jane's like, oh, sorry, didn't mean it. But like, you know, maybe you'd want to know about the informant. And uh like Xander starts posturing like he's going to attack people. And then Jane tells Xander exactly what a has told the, uh, told the group, like, dude, we know you're not going to touch her because if you touch her, you're going to jail. Like immediately. She's a state agent. You don't want to deal with it. And then Jane does his mentalist thing. And is like, Xander, you're an empathetic guy. You got like, you should channel your creativity and your happiness, like a little more than this, edgy brutish character that you try to put out and Vaughn chuckles and they get him a drink. Um, so they sit down at the table. Uh, McBride tells him like, no, I didn't do anything with Gordon's murder murder. I knew that he was taking a bunch of drugs, but like 
he was he's the best lawyer that you've ever seen. Um, they ask if he did it. He's like, no, I was there's all of these guys here will tell you that I didn't kill this guy. And he's like, they were like, so who who do you think did it? Uh, and she's like, or Vaughn, the leader, he's like, uh, it could be these other gangs. I don't remember the names of the other gangs. Um, yeah, they're but, not important. but Yeah, he lists off a couple other biker gangs. And then the last thing that happens in this scene is that some lady is screaming in the parking <laughs> lot, just wigging out, murderers, murderers, screaming, yelling at these guys, trying to get to them. And they all walk out, and Lisbon's trying to catch up to her, and she gets in her truck and just peels off. And that's, it's like, okay, well, that's, that's a little weird. Um, yeah, that's about the end of that. The, uh, there was two things that I got from this that I thought was, uh, interesting was, um, one, I feel like Vaughn actually had a pretty good charisma to him. Like he, he played a, like a confident person that knew he could you know, like get away with what he was saying, right? Like he didn't he's a, have to. He's a prince of thieves. Yeah, yeah, and and, and like he, the actor played it well enough in that in that regard. Um, and the second thing to kind of help accentuate that first part is that, um, Vaughn correctly, like, because because Jane's kind of setting up the informant thing as like a as like a carrot on the leash, right? And he's, you know, when they sit down to talk, he kind of is is not outright but like implying like oh like what did you like you must have known that hodge got like hit with this huge drug deal like but like they didn't um they didn't like go on him like doesn't that like scare you like do you think he might have turned and stuff uh and at this point von is like oh you you don't have anything like or like he basically says like you're just making this whole informant stuff up and like kind of shows like hey he might he's 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 not an idiot you know what i mean like he actually yeah. is thinking the stuff out although as I, opposed to the other biker guys yeah yeah well so but i do i am interested in posturing this question to you guys um do you think there actually was an informant no no, no not i don't all. think so no i like to think that there was i think it makes the episode very interesting to think that there was an informant here. Um, and I'm not sure if I want it to be... Because I could see it being Vaughn, as far as him being the informant. I could see it being the other biker guy that, that attacked them. Like, I I think it's interesting, because um, the it would also lend credence to the fact that the DA specifically is like, don't stop messing with these guys. Like, don't, yeah. you know, don't get near it. I, th- I think... The actual answer is you guys are right. There is no informant, but I think it's it, I think it's more interesting to think that there might be an informant among the yeah. biker gang. I sort of would have assumed that if there was an informant, they would have busted them for something. But maybe they were more building up to like a much yeah, bigger. Yeah, exactly. Case. It could be take I mean, everybody they don't want, down. Like, Which crime. would make sense if, in classic Jane sense, Bond was actually the informant, and he just completely butchered the entire case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so as this is going on, Jane kind of, because Jane's still in there with Vaughn, and he's just, and he's like, so do you know who like that person is? And then and Vaughn like click like um cool as a cucumber is just like I don't know I don't I haven't seen her before I don't know what she's talking about. Um, at that point, Jane's like, you know, like that usually like I can like detect like a hint of 
something when someone lies like this, but like you, you might honestly be a sociopath. Uh, <laughs> and this is, as we were joking, like Vaughn says, like if by sociopath you mean if you cross me, it would mean I would enjoy watching you in pain before I kill you. Then yes. It's like, yo, you don't just say that to cops, man. <laughs> like, you can't. Well, James can't not just, a cop. He's a consultant. I, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, but the, the next scene we get is back at the office, and Jane is very impressed at the biker's, like, product line. Like, he, he's just like, man, they got, they got mugs. They got T-shirts. They got, like, all Bummer this stickers. branding. Yeah, like... Shit! Yeah, like, Bic, Why don't we have any branding? We, we gotta get we gotta get moving on that. All right? Fucking That's murderous <laughs> biker gangs have bumper stickers, and you can't even get me one scratch and sniff sticker. They're so dude. They scale up so efficiently. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> uh, we and like while Jade is like super impressed, sitting laying on the couch looking at this biker gang magazine, um, we. <laughs> Get Van Pelt, who's you know over there doing research, and he finds out that uh, there was a person named Constant Hoyt, who the night of the murder was the last person to call before like the, the phone went silent, and then she did some more research and found out that this Constant person was calling, um, calling Hoyt like or Hodge all the time, um, and and her and Lisbon are like, oh, like is. This might be like a girl, like this might be like a mistress or like someone that Hodges was looking into. So I I forget how they find out who it like Constance is. I don't know if it mentions it, but it's. I, I would assume they just look at the picture and realize it's the gotcha the lady from the, the bar. biker bar lady. Yeah, yeah. So diamond, diamond. Yeah, from from the biker gang and that they that they saw before. So they go to uh, go back to the biker gang place to. To ask her some questions, at which point she sees the cops and just jumps back on her uh, her bike and tries to dip her hog. <laughs> yeah, um, and Lisbon's like, "Oh shit, we gotta chase her. We can't let her go away." And then Van Pelt's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I got this." Because this this Van Pelt has the leather jacket, and she, she is not gonna fucking fool around with all this shit. She jumps in the car. She and has fucking, watched literally every Fast and Furious movie in between the time where she didn't know how to turn a car on to this point <laughs> where they're in a, a crazy car like, chase. I will not be fucking fooled again. I watched this episode, and when it got to this, I'm like, you can't have Van Pelt not know how to turn the keys on an ignition. And then be Max Verstappen. What's in, that's a, I mean, like, what are we doing? Zacho, Zacho, a, a big just explained it very clearly. She's wearing a leather jacket. She's got the leather I guess jacket. It's true. Yeah, yeah this, the leather this jacket's is fucking, all powerful. This is Van Pelt Unchained. Because mm. <laughs> she is, uh, this is not like a rate, they're not like a police car. They're, they're some like almost there are, like a There are no hand. sirens or lights involved in this chase. <laughs> yeah, they're in like a Chevy Equinox. It's not a great car to catch this lady on. I even I, like I, I turned to Sarah. I was like, "That car's not catching that motorcycle. Like, there's no way that car." Lisbon, that motorcycle. Lisbon literally says that, which makes me think they're not sponsoring that, that <laughs> this episode. No, but it, it, they wouldn't catch her unless Van Pelt pulls some fucking moves, some <laughs> mogul moves, and fucking busts and goes off road with this car and <laughs> ends up in front of the bike, and the bike just. The lady just falls off her bike as she tries to stop in time. 
Uh, and Puts her down. To which, to which Lisbon's like, shit, Van Pelt, we gotta bring you out some more. We can't keep you fucking back there writing fucking checks and rubber and stamps. I, I don't know. T- type it away <laughs> on your computer. Rub- Did you just say rubbering stamps? Someone's yeah, gotta put the some rubber kinda, on them. Yeah, but it's, a, it's like true. a rubber stamp. I don't know. Yeah. Stamp okay. stamps with the rubber. All right. <laughs> what's uh? What's what happens after? Then we get a much more relaxed scene where Rigsby and Cho go to the office. Uh, Cho does want to know why Rigsby hates bikers so much, and we do get the explanation that his dad was a biker and he apparently was not a very nice man. Um, they get to the door of the office, notice that it's been it's been sort of pried open. Uh, so they go in, guns blazing. Not much else to find there. The, the office has been turned over uh, and ransacked. And when they shut the door on the on the inside of the door, it says "burn in hell." End scene. Mm-hmm. Um. Then they're they're Lisbon and Jane are talking to Constance, aka Diamond, um, and. She's like, I can't be seen talking to cops because if you're in a biker gang and you're talking to cops, she's just going to get killed because you're a snitch. Um, and Jane's like, so tell me, how was it banging Gordon Hodge? And she's like, no, I didn't. I didn't bang Gordon Hodge. And Jane's like, look, Zacho, he was a gentle lover. <laughs> Jane's like, tell me how it was banging Gordon Hodge. <laughs> and she's like, all right, fine. We banged for a couple months. Um <laughs> But, like, when the night that he died, she was calling him to end it um, because Constance is Vaughn's girl. And if Vaughn found out that Constance was sleeping around on him, even though he sleeps around on her, which is a terrible double standard, that she'd probably be dead. They'd probably just kill her. Um, And, uh, you know... They ask if anybody else knew about the affair and she lets them know that only one other person. And then the scene cuts to Hodge's home where Lisbon is talking to Mrs. Hodge about the fact that his her husband and Diamond were slamming. Um, so she found out because she found a valet slip from a hotel and uh, she followed him to the hotel and saw him go in with that biker girl, as she called him. Um, She never, but like he said, all right, I'm done. No more party and no more drugs, no more banging the biker girls. Uh, I'm done with it. And she just took him at his word because she's like, if I don't, I'm just going to be miserable all the time, which is a sad life to live. Right? Like that's really sad. Right? Yeah. I, you could take it two ways, like, you know, it's her turning the other cheek, and they, they make some comments about how she's, like, you know, living up her lifestyle, you know, and there's, like, fancy place, nice cars and stuff, and it's, like, how do you reconcile that with, like, basically having, like, a mob lawyer <laughs> as a husband? Yeah, a mob lawyer that's just, like, banging random people. I just don't get it. Like, that's um, it's terrible to me. I feel bad for that woman, but I mean... She also facilitated this murder, so like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, mostly the cover up. Yeah, yeah, the, the cover. Cover-up. I mean, still, is that's accessory, right? That's got to be accessory to it's murder. It's accessory to murder. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, so so uh, like, she admits that she knew all of this stuff, and 
she kept like she gets a little bit it felt pretty real that she's like i just want to grieve like why are you doing this to me and my son like i just we just need time to grieve and then lisbon's like thank you and leaves which i think is like the right move right even though so like i thought that was a pretty good lie on her part and if jane was there he probably would have been like this is bullshit <laughs> you're a liar you don't want to grieve you knew all of this was happening no. but maybe she is a little sad who knows She's probably yeah. a little sad. No. I mean, her son did kill her husband, so, like, that's a little fucky. Kill the guy. <laughs> yeah. So it's a bad situation to be in. Not good. It's um, not ideal. No. So, yeah, that was that was those next couple things. Uh, we find out that the person who was vandalizing Hodge's office was that, that same lady from the beginning that was seen she's kind of dubbed as like the parking lot lady because she she kept showing up at the biker gangs like <laughs> yelling at Vaughn and no one really knows what's going on there uh Lisbon and Jane kind of decided to take it upon themselves to go back and ask Vaughn about this this person um Vaughn like finally elaborates a little bit more and lets them know that she is the sister of a um of a victim that Ivan was accused of killing, but like, you know, I would never do such a thing. And Gordon's such a good <laughs> lawyer. He got me off. He's fantastic at his job um, and got me the, like the not guilty verdict. Right. But, he, he, you know, the, the scene is played in a way that it's like, oh, yeah, he definitely fucking killed this person. Um, the, after after that, Jane kind of asks Val about the informant stuff again. Um, and Vaughn again denies any idea of like this like this informant nonsense, but uh, the camera kind of pans over to the other <laughs> crew members that are taking this very seriously. And like as Jane and Lisbon leave, they're like, "Hey, why does he keep talking about an informant?" Vaughn hasn't quite picked up of like what <laughs> what's gonna happen here, so he's just like, "Just don't pay attention. He's an idiot. Like there is no informant." Uh, I think yeah. So the next scene is Cho. Talking to the parking lot lady, you know, they, they bring her in and they ask her some questions. She basically talks about how, like, she is bullshit that, like, Vaughn got off, you know, got off with, with murdering her, uh, her brother and that the lawyer, like, helped, you know, persuade the jury to, like, be, like, make it seem like her brother was the person that was, like, the bad guy, like, this angry, like, prone to temper, like, tantrums and, like, did drugs and all this stuff and she's like that's not my brother at all like this is insane um she also admits to being the person that actually ended up going to Hodge's house one day and like uh she was gonna go there and like just basically g yell at Hodge and like guilt trip him and you know let let them let him know what's up but uh when she got there it was her son that was there um, or Hodge's son that was there, and she's like, I didn't, I don't have a beef with the son, so uh, I didn't elaborate, or like, I didn't like push it there. Um, <laughs> and she says, like, the standard line of, like, I didn't kill Hodge, but man, like, I, really I would have. <laughs> I really would have. She says, like, I'm glad she's dead, which is whatever, fair. <coughs> Hates that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the. Back at like the CBI meeting kind of thing, Jane, I was always suggests releasing her, but this time he has like a 
at least a better uh, incentive where he's like, hey, let, listen, let her go. Like, she's clearly, like, um, she's wired in a, or hot wired, I don't know, but she... Wired up. Wired up, where, you know, she's not going to be the, the person that's going to be, like, you know, playing it cool. Like, let, let's, let's let her go and, like, let's keep a tail on her and see what happens next. Um, meanwhile, he's going to go off and... <laughs> talk to Taja's kid. Yeah, so we get a cute scene where essentially uh, Jane shows up, Mrs. Hodge isn't there, but Lucas, the son, is like driving in circles around their thing, like at, like jamming on the brakes. <laughs> we get some. Basically, Jane takes him for a drive to teach him how to drive, but during this, is essentially asking questions and. It really starts to... I think this one kind of gives away the ghost pretty early. I think it was pretty easy to tell what happened at this point. Maybe that's just me. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically saying, like, you know, if that was my dad, I'd be really mad that he was, like, you know, sleeping around and working for all these bad people and stuff. And the kid just sort of, like, (laughs) plays it off. And basically it's like... My dad's a nice person. Hey, he's fine. He's totally cool. And he's like, I bet he got mad at you every time you screwed up driving. He's like, yeah... (laughs) But it's totally cool. He's under a lot of pressure. Um, but then he also sort of starts questioning about why he didn't mention f- the parking lot lady showing up at the house. And he's like, he, he just didn't want her um, to, like, get implicated. He felt bad for her um, and that she was just ranting. So that also says, sets the seeds for, like, why is he covering stuff up? And why does he feel bad about this woman? And, like, why isn't he mad at all about all the shitty things his dad did? Mm-hmm. This 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 next scene was outlandish. So it was like, a little awkward. It was outlandish. Scott's tot, little Scott's tots action. Wait, so but, the, but before that, real quick, I don't, something about the imagery of the kid by himself, because ostensibly by himself in this car, just going in the tiniest circle and fucking up and just like berating himself is very funny to me. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> But the other the other thing is like that's a, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Come on, man. So you're better I, than this. I the confusing part is that like that's a Mercedes in California in 2009 ish. That is not a manual transmission car. That is an no, automatic. He's, he's just jamming on the brakes. Like yeah, but like the car was stopping. Like like yeah, off. Jamming on the brakes. No, no, I'm pretty sure the car turned off. Like he stalled. No, it didn't. Because then he tried. Remember, like afterwards, he tries to start the car again, but it's already on. So it, you get like that. It, like, it read yeah. to me like, and this is you know, like when you first, when you're a kid and you first get in a car, you like, you can slam on the brakes too hard. Yeah, yeah. he definitely he definitely has both a foot on each pedal and is like <laughs> yeah. and is like hitting yeah. both at the same time. But Secondarily, it, he looks way older than like sixteen, right? Like this kid looks like he well, should have been driving. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like, you know how hard it is to get a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> Fair. I just meant that, but like, I can't imagine anything more painful than just forcing yourself to learn how to drive by just driving in this, this tiniest fucking circle the whole time. Look at Nick. Maybe maybe he's not an ambi turner. Maybe he can only go right. <laughs> Just let the let the guy drive in a parking lot, man. Just like just get some fucking. His mom very, wasn't there. He couldn't. He couldn't leave. Yep. He couldn't, couldn't leave. Couldn't leave. Mom wasn't there. Couldn't do it. 
But so, he, needs, he needs an absolute stranger to take him out. <laughs> that was a little strange. It's like, yeah, I'll jump in the car with this guy and just go with him. He, he like, it's funny. In the five minutes uh, with Jade, he's like, he thinks of Jade as a father all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> instant. Instant. When, father a little thing. sad. A little when sad. Jade, but. When Jade is actually just trying to implicate him in a murder. <laughs> yeah. E, a little rough on Jane there. Anyways, wow. so they go. Uh, Rigsby and Cho are staking out um, the the woman's house, Guthrie, the parking lot lady's house, and uh, there's some there's some funny little banter where Cho's reading a book as always, and Rigsby's just kind of staring off into space, and uh, Cho's like, "So, you talked to Van Pelt yet?" And Rigsby's like, "Nope," and Cho's like, "Just sighs." It's just like, "Well, this is that's what I expected." Um, it's, and it's then specifically, he's like, talked to Van Pelt recently? Yep. Any yeah. progress? Nope. Nope. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's the whole conversation. It's fantastic. And then you hear the rumble in the jungle of the bikes. And there's a <laughs> shitload of motorcycles coming down the road. And as soon as they start to hear it, Rigsby turns into a lunatic. <laughs> like He's like, oh, my God, the biker people are coming. We're going to have to. We got to fight them. And so, like, Cho calls for backup. He calls for immediate backup. He grabs the shotgun out of the trunk. Rigsby gets out into the middle of the street, and the lady comes out, and she's like, what are you guys doing here? And he's like, get the hell back in your house. Stand down. Like, no need to be here. Hide. The biker gang rolls up, and Rigsby's standing, pointing his gun, resting with with his CBI badge in his other hand, and resting his, like, gun on top of it as, like, like, an armrest, which doesn't work for anything. And Xander, like the second in charge, he's leading the charge. And they're like, freeze, CBI, everybody back off. And uh, like, you don't want to do this. He's like, Rigsby's yelling at him. So first off, none of these people would be able to hear anything that Rigsby said. None of them (laughs) would be able to hear a damn thing. I rode a motorcycle for a little while. If you're near any other motorcycle like that, my dad had a Harley (laughs) and I would ride. You can't hear anything that anybody's saying. So this conversation is fruitless. You can get some context clues of Rigsby pointing a gun at you and having a badge out. Well, you get that. I wonder what what this means. But they have, they have a conversation. They have a conversation, which is like, maybe they just, maybe they just see someone pointing a gun at them, (laughs) holding a badge, just yelling nonsense. (laughs) they're like i'm just gonna yell back but so rigsby's rigsby's like we can get you on all these charges like back off and then cho power move like pumps the shotgun and just dead aims it right at this guy and uh xander's like okay okay we'll be seeing you around cops and they all drive away and then as they're driving you hear all the other bugs like pigs screw you pigs they're yelling it's amazing i thought it was pretty funny my favorite is you could hear one guy whose whole role is to literally maniacally laugh the whole time. And it, it's literally like comically. He's like, <laughs> I just the idea of someone doing that while on a bike driving by. You think afterwards, some guy was like, Frank, we told you not to do that. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you're making it us look terrible. You make us look like a bunch of idiots out there. (laughs) Stop laughing like that. No one thinks you're creepy. (laughs) This isn't a haunted mansion for kids. 
please. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's that. They drive away. Um, and then I think it's like the next day, right? They're back yeah. at the house. Back at the house, yeah. we see Jane walking out of the lady's house, and she pretty and like he he goes. And we find out he plants some evidence in the trash can while he like he leaves. Um, the uh, the parking lot lady person kind of correctly calls out Jane. Is like this fucker was just going through my house trying to get evidence and stuff. She's like one of the few people that actually calls out Jane on this, and. Um, Jane's like, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna leave this situation, you deal with it. Someone's very touchy. Yeah, I'm just, I was just going through your drawers, I don't see what the problem is. Um, so he kind of, like, leaves off, and but he, he convinces Rigsby, um, he's like, yeah, I couldn't find anything inside, but, you know, she was kind of in a rush, like, maybe she left something outside, and he directs Rigs, Rigsby to go check out, the, like, the trash cans. Uh, to which he he goes and immediately finds the the cuffs uh, inside there, the cuffs that we found on the body on the initial murder. Uh, so they they take her back in. Um, as they take her in, uh, we find out at the police station that Jane brought or requested that the son and the uh, wife are there, and. Since they're there, he's like, all right, all right, quick, quick, bring bring the lady through here this way. Like, and make her seem real sad with the handcuffs. So, you know, they uh he brings her there, um, and he's like, Well, we got her. She we got her dead to rights, and the wife is all about it. She, <laughs> the wife immediately switches to like cell mode, right? Because she's like, You you took everything from me, and like really kind of hams it up. While the son is like very much like, ooh, <laughs> like I am over my head, um, and Jane kind of he, he repeated a motto a few times. I forget if we mentioned it, but he's just like, "Hey kid, trust your instincts. Trust your they're, instincts. They're kid. always right. They're always right. You'll always be cool. And this person's gonna go for life, but she's she's fucked. She's very much did it, and we're gonna throw She'll the probably book at get her. murdered. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> um, the. <laughs> <laughs> the son's like, like very much like sweating, sweating at this point. And he's like, "Is can is she gonna be okay?" And Jane's like, "No, she's definitely not okay." And like, uh, the wife, the uh, the wife person's like, "Yo, hush, kid. Like, we're almost out of this. <laughs> Stop. Let's get let, let's just you know fuck her." Um, and the the kid, it's too much for the kid to bear, so he c- confesses to ex- what happened exactly, and then we find out the full story. Uh, full story essentially being that um, the father was a huge asshole that or so the the kid found out about his dad having an affair continuing from, the affair con- well initially having the affair he found it out from the, uh, that lady right I think um, I th- yeah no no I think he had found out bef- like way before when the father said that he was breaking it off then found out that he was continuing to do it from okay. her, and then that was like part of the impetus for the the break. But hmm. we see like all you know this scene of like at night the kids trying to drive and and the dad is basically yelling at him the whole time. He's alternating between yelling at him for fucking up while also like fielding calls and being like this yeah. like <laughs> this this dude bro guy. Um, and the kid like the kid finally snaps and like grabs the phone. 
to like you know like why like how you why you keep doing this and then that's what he hears like the lady being like hey like you know like come back you know come let's 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 fuck or I forgot what she says but that's the last kid. drop the kid the kid throws the, the the phone into the woods the dad gets angry and starts pushing the kid around kid grabs a rock and kills the dad um smash a lot of bludgeoning deaths in this show. Listen, they're very, they're very cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> very easy to deal with and uh, sponsor safe. <laughs> you can't yeah, be true. watching this kid shooting up his dad a whole bunch of times. It's fair. Um, so the kid in shock calls his mom and the mom kind of sets everything up to be like, hey, yeah, like steal all the money. Like make it seem like this was like more of like a like a biker gang hit or something or like a theft. Uh, but they they weren't able to get the cufflink in time, which was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, what? So that part of the uh, episode is over, and that crime is solved. But we have one final piece with Jay. Maybe maybe the corniest scene <laughs> in the show's history that somehow also simultaneously works. Still works. Wor- I thought it worked level. really well. Yeah. What? What? So which what is- happens? Jane calling McBride, it's McBride, right? Yeah. On his cell phone and being like, psst, gotta meet, you gotta meet me outside. And then cut to the McBride going outside. Jane is literally standing in the shadows, dressed up in a trench coat and, a, and like a detective's hat. Like, like, and I think at one point he like leans out of the shadows just to like show like the silhouette. Uh, and then McBride's like, what the, f- what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, they, what, what's with the costume? He's like, I just wanted to tell you that there was no informant. Or that we caught the murderer. It was, it was the son. Kid. And he's like, okay, cool. And he's like, also, there was no... Or the, I think he says the informant, like, I have the information on the informant. He has, like, an envelope that's, like, like a pretty diesel envelope. I don't he's even know. Like, I think he just says, like, here, take this... <laughs> I think he's. Like, I think he. I, I want to say he actually is like there was no informant all, and he's like, yeah, I knew there was no informant. He's like, he's like try like, not to look guilty. And, yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, try not to look guilty, and he's like, anyway, hold on to this for me, and he like hands him the envelope, and then like 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 the with Xander comes out with like two other biker bros, and like in the moment where like McBride turns back to like see like what's going on, like. <laughs> Jane just fucking pieces he dips, out. He dips <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into the shadows. And, then, and Xander's like, what the fuck's that? Like, what was that all about? And he's like, I don't know. That fucking crazy guy was back. And he's like, what's in the envelope? And he like, I don't know. And he reaches in and it's just like a stack of bills. And then immediately Xander's like, what the fuck? And then they grab him and you just get see him being like, no, stop. No. And they, they, yeah, I wasn't, it's not like this. As they drag him back into his death, presumably. <laughs> You think uh, they killed then, him? They just killed and buried this guy. That guy's <laughs> dead. Hundred yeah, percent. That guy's and dead. Then, and then we get we get a scene of like uh, Jane walking by uh, the truck, and then the the fucking park lady is sitting in the truck, and I, <laughs> I, I, I in my head she just gives like a knowing nod yeah. as <laughs> as she drives off one more time into the night. <laughs> so a little vigilante justice. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. was the most fucking cloudy outfit that Jane was wearing. Yeah, Jane has <laughs> thought it was yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> but you know he probably has like seven other trench coats and seven other different detective for sure, hats. For sure. Yeah. He wants to play the role every now and again. <laughs> yeah. 
I am. I'm Sherlock surprised Holmes. we haven't seen a Sherlock pipe at some point. Yeah, it's, it has to come up. It's, it's got to be no there at some point. Yeah. Right, so my question to you guys, outside of the informant one, but um, what do you? So the next mafioso episode, what is it going to involve? Right, Mexican drug cartel. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I'm trying. To, I'm, I like to think. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, what else do we get? What else do we got? Like, what's left? Some kind of like money laundering operation from like, <laughs> like, like a like a like a mattress discounters. That's also like a front for a lot of the big money laundering and shadiness. Do we ever does get a, like a does a rogue element within the CBI and or like police department count? No, because that I think that's awesome, and I hope that we see that. But I'm talking like very specifically another episode where it can just act like you know this this weird group that's like above the law but acting nice. And <laughs> I'm just I'm, uh, I was just gonna say then like classic gangbangers. I feel like it's like the like well. just a reg a regular street gang. <laughs> do we do we ever get into like like uh, like white supremacy group thing? Like is that something that could happen? Yeah, I didn't they have oh, yeah. like neo Nazi stuff. I feel like we've stuff? had we've we had neo Nazi. I thought something we like did that? have. I, I don't know. Um, but skinheads is a good one too. Yeah, I, I think we had some stuff like that. I don't think it was like the focal point of an episode or anything. But yeah, I think the next like mafioso thing though, Mexican drug cartel. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good guess. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. In California, you get the like. Southern California crossover deal, like people mm-hmm. coming over from Tijuana and they're like skirting the law in America. I think I think America. it works. I think it tracks. Yeah, I can buy that. Any final Aliens, thoughts though. on these? Aliens. On these two? Uh, no, I no. liked them. They were, yeah, they were no, they solid. Were I'll take more of this. Yeah. After. I, I, I do want to learn more about the characters' backstories, and we got like snippets, so yeah. that's good. I feel like they're they're making an effort to try to do more of that. Yeah, yeah. It, that and give us whiplash about Van Pelt's character development. <laughs> no, <laughs> I you know I think she is low key my favorite character this season. She's been really. Great. She's, she's been definitely great. not my favorite character this I, season. I like her a lot this season so far. Cho, so far, Cho's taking a step back because he hasn't had any breakout moments yet. We need some more Cho business. He's the, just the more classic is, Cho. First season, we 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 were introduced to Cho, so it's just like just amazing. But like now, the standard is so high because yeah. Cho's such a high character. You don't want to get Cho overload. Yeah, Cho overload. He's, Cho he's overload. matching those expectations. But, I was going there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nah, but then it know. sounded a little close to like chilled overload. You know no, what I'm saying? No, and then, and then that's bad. Not you could, chode, you could not chilled overload. That's terrible. Chilled overload. <laughs> <laughs> it's got elements in there. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, f- well, if you want to talk about your chode tactics, <laughs> no, no, nobody no, wants to hear it. No, Where about. can they talk about chodes? <laughs> <laughs> and, and anyway, a pick to go back to a question that I had before. I'm gonna pose it one more time before I tell you the answer. <laughs> Celebrity couples, like Bradgelina. Uh huh. If you had, you understand what I'm saying. Yes. You've got Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Bradgelina. Bradgelina. Uh. What would you get if Jane and Lisbon were a couple? I don't know. What do you get? 
just give me it. Give me, give me an attempt at this. Lazine. I like lazine. I'm gonna go lazine with that beer. one. Yeah, it's yeah. like a good. It's like a lasagna. It's anyway. chismin. <laughs> skeet skeet skeet. Anyways, if you wanna if you wanna tweet at us about I guess Jones, I'm not gonna look at it, but it's at Minecrabs. And if you wanna email us and send some some Don't let him lie, he'll he'll read all of those. <laughs> every chode bit of information. You can email us at itsminecrimes at gmail.com. Thank you guys for joining me as always. We got Scott Lee. It's too damn hot. <laughs> so hot. Dude, he's just been trapped up there the whole time. <laughs> so hot. We got Chris Sacco. It is quite warm up here. I keep turning the AC on and off, but at least my AC works. <laughs> Bye. Hey, they're fixing and it tomorrow. My AC's been going the whole time. I'm a big masseur. Take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. See ya. Peace. Staring